Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Proverbs 31 Women Podcast. It's your girl, Kayla, and I am so excited to be recording again. I opened up this app and logged in because I haven't done that in forever. And the last time I published an episode was in August, the beginning of August, August 9th, which blows my mind. Um, It's crazy that it's been that long. For those of you that don't know, I've just finished my first semester of grad school in a clinical mental health program, and I absolutely love it. Um, So I've been pretty occupied with studying and um, just giving 100% into, you know, my studies and um, forming relationships with my classmates and my professors. Um, So it has been a beautiful season, but... I'm reaping an amazing harvest because the labor was tough. It was a lot of mountain valleys, but also mountaintops. So I'm happy that I have a little break and I'm able to record a podcast episode. And I'm learning how to find a balance in the midst of um, not just school, but what 2020 has been like. Um, It has not been easy, but I'm just reminded of God's grace If any of you have ever seen The Chosen, um, then you know just how wonderful and humble our Savior is. Um, I feel like you don't have to watch the show to know that, but when you see it visually and um, just it's just such a God-honoring series, I highly encourage you to watch it. Um, I'm mentioning it because last night... Uh, my dad and I decided to watch um, their Christmas special, and I was just so blown away by our Savior and how so, um, so many of the religious leaders thought that he was going to come in this big horse and ride and take over the Roman Empire, but little did they know that the angels would appear to shepherds, shepherds, and in, in and tell them about our savior. I'm sure that they thought, man, we're the religious leaders. We study the Torah. We're going to be the ones that get first word and about our savior. But God chose to inform the shepherds. And I get so humbled knowing that Jesus came in the most sensitive and tender way he entered our world as a baby and I think a lot of us have an expectation in our head of what God is going to do but then we're totally blown away by what he actually does and I think that's how the shepherds felt they I'm sure they heard from the religious leaders and in the chosen it shows that Whenever the shepherds would go into town, they would hear the um, the Pharisees or Sadducees talk about um, the Messiah and the coming. And I'm sure they were expecting some, you know, big savior to come too. But when they seen that it was a baby, they just bowed down and worshipped. And I cannot begin to describe to you how I feel looking at this thousands of years later. And it makes me think of our time now with the whole coronavirus, with 
just everything going on with the election. I feel like the Israelites were were waiting. I mean, I don't think we're going to wait 400 years to be for this to be over, but I cannot help to question God. I I want to question my understanding and I want to lean on you because I know that your way is far better than my way. Maybe I was I don't know expecting this to blow over months ago if you would have asked me in march kayla when do you think the coronavirus is going to be over i would have been like you know by the summer or you know in a couple weeks no it hasn't been like that but i believe that god's glory is going to be revealed even in the middle of this brokenness because it is every single day i see more and more of him and I see that with this story. And I want to read in Isaiah chapter 9. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. I love that. So to give you guys a little context, the prophet Isaiah was born 700 years before Jesus in Jerusalem. And so I can see why a lot of the religious leaders, the Pharisees, would think based on this scripture that Jesus would come, take over the Roman government because it was oppressive, because they were literally martyring people, and it just, it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. So I can see why that they thought that, you know, Jesus would overflow the gover- overthrow the government and this or that. But then we go to Luke chapter 2, and this is the birth of Jesus. Fast forward 700 years later, give or take. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first sentence that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the town The time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger. I'm sorry, not clothes, cloth, (laughs) and placed him in a manger. I'm thinking of our world. (laughs) Because there was no guest room available for them. And there was shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified but the angel said to them do not be afraid i bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today in the town of david a savior has been born to you he is the messiah the lord this will be a sign to you 
you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things he had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I'll, I'm going to pause right there. Um, I love verse 20 because it says that, um, that these things happen just as they have been told. And that's referencing the Old Testament with Isaiah. And one thing I love about the Bible is that there's always these connections, Old Testament and New Testament. A lot of people think that, you know, because you're Christian, you should just read the New Testament. The Old Testament is before Jesus came. It's not as, you know, it's not relevant, but it is. It connects these two parts of the Bible are woven together so beautifully. And um, this is another example of New Testament referencing back to what was said before in a prophetic word given by the prophet Isaiah. Okay, <clears throat> back to the text. Verse 21. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. And that is the Christmas story, you guys. I just, uh, I today I was reading this and I was getting emotional because I was just thinking about how God loves so much that he sent his son, Emmanuel, God with us. And he wanted, he wanted us to be present with our Savior so much that he sent him as a baby, to grow up in this world, to face, have the choice to face sin. And he did that. He chose to come in this world and face all the temptation and all, every dirty thing that this world has. And he came for us so that we would have purpose, so that we would have life, so that we would have someone that would set us free. And that we would be able to spend eternity with him forever. If that's not love, if that's not the greatest gift in this world, I don't know what is, you guys. So as we are approaching Christmas, we are in the Christmas season, I want you to take a few moments to read Luke chapter 2 or any part in the New Testament that mentions Jesus' birth, but also the Old Testament in Isaiah. And I'm going to end with Isaiah chapter 53. If I can find it. Okay. I absolutely, I'm getting more into Isaiah and I love it so far. Okay. <clears throat> Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. 
He has no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised as we held him in low self-esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We are like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That baby ended up taking all of our sin on the cross, and by his stripes we are healed. This was prophesied 700 years before, and that gives me hope. That gives me hope for our time right now that we have a savior in the midst of this that is head of our government, even though we may not see in the tangible. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that our God is guiding us through this moment, that when he was brought into this world, it was for a destined purpose and we can choose to draw close to him, to experience the freedom that he has given us. Experience it daily, not just on Christmas, but a renewed hope and salvation. So with that being said, I would like to end today. Um, I am just so blown away by who God is. And I hope that this encouraged you, this encouraged you to to see Jesus as your savior, not just someone that you talk to when you're in a hard time or a hard season or when you feel like you have nowhere else to turn. Yes, he's great for those for those times, but in every season, in everyday life and the boring tasks of life, he's there and he wants to draw close to you and he was brought on this earth to set us free so we can have access to the father and he was the ultimate sacrifice so i challenge you to not view god as the pharisees did and i just want your expectations obliterated so that god his will will be done in your life not your own will because the more you spend time with him your desires change and He causes you to want more of him and his way. So with that being said, let's pray. Father God, I just pray for this individual right now listening to this podcast. I pray that they would know how loved that they are, that they are found in you, and they don't have to look for satisfaction in anything else. I pray that they would rest in all that you are. Give them peace in this day. And remind them that you are Emmanuel, God with us. In your name I pray, amen. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and remember Emmanuel, God with us. All right, stay on the lookout for another podcast episode coming soon. Bye.